Welcome to Transformation. I'm Don Wick from the Red River Farm Network, the host for this Transformation podcast series. This project is a partnership between the Red River Farm Network, the Minnesota Department of Agriculture, and numerous stakeholders throughout our region. Folks like Prairie St. John's, the North Dakota Wheat Commission, and Ag Country Farm Credit Services. In this series of podcasts, we're bringing awareness to issues of farm stress and mental health with a focus on solutions. In this update, we're visiting with a rancher from Linton in south-central North Dakota. Doug Beekler is the third generation on his farm. That uh, farm is going to be celebrating its 100th anniversary, 100th year in operation next year in 2020. Doug has about 250 cows, mainly Simmental, Sim Angus cows. He's got a production sale each year. We're visiting with Doug about a farm accident that he was involved with in 2017. I was actually just getting ready to go bale our first cutting alfalfa. Uh, it was the end of June, and um, I had serviced the baler uh, just to kind of get ready to go out that night. And um, I was taking off net wrap kind of throughout the day. You know, there was some net wrap that had gotten wrapped around some other rollers and stuff, and I had kind of finished that up. And there was one roller in particular that was really just it really got caked on there somehow and and I was having some trouble getting it off so I I cut through it but I was it wasn't really able to peel it off and I thought well I'll start the baler and maybe the belts kind of going around will kind of work it off and and I thought well while the baler's going I'll just grease all the chains every right away and uh you know get that done and so I had the door open in the back Uh, I, I had I had it locked open and forgot to unlock it before I started the PTO and so I couldn't close the door and I thought well that's okay I'll just unlock it after I'm done greasing the chains I'll shut everything off and and unlock it after that and close the door or whatever well in the meantime you know the better started and and everything was fine I had the chains greased and I just had put the the grease away back in the in the tool shed and had come around the baler and and had walked around and was just going to go turn the tractor off and I saw a big chunk of net wrap fall off and it fell on top of a roller and of course it was running at the time and before i even thought about what i was doing i reached over to just pull that net wrap out before it got wrapped around something else and it one of the belts must have grabbed my hand and before i knew it i was getting pulled in and uh, ended up getting caught between two rollers or two rollers and and uh, two sets of belt they were the belts were going the same direction and so it pulled me up in between two rollers um, my right arm all the way up to, uh, I guess, just below my shoulder. It was well above my elbow. I actually, my I, I felt my arm break, but I passed out from the shock and the pain. You know, it, it's kind of, obviously, those belts grab, and so it was grabbing my, you know, my arm and, and tearing things, and it was, it was um, quite traumatic, but my body was in shock, and so I didn't really feel a lot of that. I just remember passing out, and then... I came to and my shirt was actually caught and it was strangling me around my neck. And so I'm not really sure how, it was probably adrenaline, but I basically tore my shirt off and the baler sucked that in. And so then I was, you know, free that way, but my arm was was caught. Um, And I was caught there for about 45 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes. I'm not really sure how long, but it was was quite a while. And uh, I was the only one uh, here. My wife was in the house, but she was um, eight months pregnant at the time, and so she had fallen asleep. It was in the evening, and and so she obviously couldn't hear me yelling, and and there was nobody else around in the yard here. So I just made the decision to, I, I just needed to get out. I just decided my wife and my 
you know, my new baby needed me uh, more than I needed my arm, and I just started pulling the hardest I could, and uh, I, I tugged at it three times, and then my whole arm came out, and then I, I walked back over to the house and wrapped my arm the best I could because I didn't want my wife to see it, and then I, I went downstairs and, and called 911 and waited for the ambulance to get here. Well, it's amazing how that, that survival instinct just takes over. Yeah, it really does. It, that's really all I was focusing on. I uh, said a lot of prayers and and just kind of, you know, a lot of things run through your head when you're in a situation like that. And, and I just kept coming back to, I just need to beat this. I need to, I need to get out of this and I need to, you know, do what I need to do to, to make sure that I'm here for my, my wife and, and my, my baby. So I, you know, I, I'm, I'm fortunate that I, I was, I had that opportunity, you know, obviously some farm accidents, you don't have time to think about that. And, and I did. So I, I actually consider myself fortunate that I'm, Although I lost my arm, I'm I'm still here and still able to be a father and and a husband. So I uh, I consider myself lucky in that respect. So update me. How's the how's the recovery gone over the last couple of years? Here? Um. So it's it's been you know it's been a little challenging. I guess um, I've been wanting to get a prosthetic arm. Uh, I just think that would help me tremendously. Um, but I'm not really sure if it's because of my circumstance, because my tissue was torn more than it was severed. Uh, my nerves are are not healing properly, and I've had a couple uh, reconstructive type surgeries to help those heal, but they just keep kind of firing away. And so I'm in a lot of pain. It's kind of become a normal thing for me every day now, and so it's not something that you know, hampers my ability to carry out my everyday tasks. It's just kind of something that's always there. So eventually, I would like to get that under control uh, and and get a prosthetic arm. But for now. Um, it's kind of kind of holding me back a little bit. Um, otherwise, I mean, you know, physically I'm fine. I'm doing just about everything I was doing before. Have really come up with different ways to to accomplish tasks. Obviously, just having one arm is a challenge, but some things are are fairly difficult for me now. But I still seem to figure them out and get them done. So, and and it's been, you know, my family and my friends have just been. I, I just couldn't do what I'm doing without them and. There's just so many people that are just willing to help at the drop of a hat that I just I really appreciate that and and feel fortunate that I'm surrounded by so many great people. Yeah, it's amazing how a community comes together in, in something like this. Yeah, we see these traumatic situations and you, you mm-hmm. know a lot of us don't realize that it, it, all this doesn't end when you come home from the hospital. A lot of a lot of this no. continues. You're you're still dealing with it. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's there's days. I mean, I. I'm fortunate enough to, there's a lot of things, you know, I think back to how everything played out and I, I feel, you know, obviously I, I would like to go back and, and, and not have that have happened at all, but the reality is it did happen and, and I, I need to deal with it the best that I can. And so I just try to focus on, on the things that, that I still can do. I'm still very independent. I can still do what I love to do and, and, you know, though things may look a little different and take a little more time, I'm still able to, to be independent and, and do things that, that I need to get done and continue ranching and, and just how everything played out. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of glad now looking back, I was the only one there. No one else saw what my arm looked like. And I'm thankful for that because I don't, I didn't, didn't really want anyone else to have that image in their head. And I was glad that, you know, I was able to pull myself out and, and kind of just take care of things. And, you know, in that respect, I'm, I'm glad things played out that way. Um, I'm able to jump in the tractor and, and bail 
and I'm fine. I, I'm not really haunted by my accident. I, I do think back to it every once in a while. It's, it's fairly vivid. Um, so, I mean, I can still kind of picture everything that happened, but it, it's not something that cripples me. And so I, I'm fortunate in that aspect as well. You know, I, I can still function. So I, I know there's some that go through that kind of trauma and aren't that fortunate. And, and so I really can relate to those, but, but I'm, I'm thankful that I'm able to still do what I love to do. It's, it, it is, has to be a, a big mental, emotional aspect to, mm-hmm. to, to you and the entire family, yeah. I would guess. Yeah, it, it really is. It, uh, you know, they always say that, you know, attitude is half the battle and it really is. I mean, you have to, you have to just focus on, on the positive and, and, you know, there's little silver linings like, um, I lost my right arm while I've always been left-handed. And so I just think, you know, at least I still have my dominant hand and, and, you know, it's easier for me to, to accomplish things with my dominant hand. And so it's just little things like that where you kind of just have to cling to those things and, and just look at all the positives. There's, uh, you know, even minus the accident, I mean, you can find negative things to focus on every single day, but in this industry, it's so easy to be negative. And, and I definitely have my days. I'm not immune to that. But, you know, at the end of the day, you just need to stay positive or else, it, it, it just can consume you. You can you can find a lot of things to to get negative about, but there's just a lot to be thankful for as well, and you just have to focus on those things. Put some perspective on life, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah, it really does. And and there's things too. I mean, we all worry about getting hay put up. I mean, I was so behind getting my first cutting alfalfa up this year. Just um, we had quite a bit of rainfall, which is is really nice. You know, that was a blessing. But um, you know, we got. At one time, there was one storm that rolled through where we got over six inches of rain. And so, you know, that much moisture with trying to put up hay, just that does not mix well, obviously. And and I had equipment failures and stuff, breakdowns and things that every farmer deals with. It just kind of all seemed to to come together this year and and all at the wrong time. And and so, yeah, there was days where I was just so frustrated. But, you know, that's all done now. And I just look back and I think, why was I so stressed out about that? It's all done now. And... It just did not pay to put myself through that. And so uh, it's just kind of this ever-evolving learning and and just kind of hitting that reset button in your mind, like, okay, it's all going to be fine. I'll get it done. It's, you know, it, and it's important, too, I think, to not have this constant competition with other people. I think that's a big um, source of anxiety is when you see a neighbor or a friend or you know, somebody that's ahead of where you are. And it can be in, in anything, in, in the field, and with your cattle, just in life in general. It just seems like there's this constant competition that we put ourselves in, and, and um, that's kind of a dangerous place to be. I think you just kind of have to focus on what you're doing and do the best that you can and and uh, not, not dwell on what other people are doing so much. I think that's been a huge... Uh, lesson for me as well. Um, it, it doesn't matter what other people are doing. I have to do what I'm doing and focus on that and do the best that I can. It's, I was going to ask what, if there's any any uh, takeaway out of all of this, but uh, you, you pretty well wrapped it up right there. It, it can be, you know, it can be easier said than done some days. I, I'm not saying I'm I'm not immune to those things. I obviously I'm human and I I uh, have the same emotions as everyone else, and, and some days are harder than others, but. Um, Overall, I would just say that yeah, you just have to try to stay as positive as you possibly can, and 
and know that you know yeah it might be you might be having a bad day today but tomorrow's a new day and kind of look forward to that and and focus on that and yeah everything everything seems to work itself out so i guess that would be kind of my takeaway is it's it'll be all right <laughs> that's good so yeah it really it's home how life can change in an instant though it absolutely yeah absolutely and and you know sometimes those changes at the time they seem just just daunting i mean they just it seems like something you'll never overcome and then you kind of look back and you think huh there's a lot of good that really came out of this you know although it it's a trying thing and it's something that you wish would have never happened there's definitely silver linings to to everything i just kind of like to leave everyone with a message of just be careful i mean i think we're all kind of in a hurry all the time you know as a farmer or a rancher i think we're always kind of trying to beat the clock and I, i'm not really sure why sometimes i think you know we're also focused on what we have to do that sometimes we don't take enough time to to really focus on what we're doing um and and be more careful and i you know i i don't feel like i was being careless i don't i wasn't in a hurry that night um i just i just made a bad decision and, and unfortunately it cost me my arm and so i just I just hope everyone can can learn from from my mistake. If I can help somebody avoid a farm accident, then I feel like you know doing these types of interviews is definitely worth it. And and uh, I just hope you know people think twice about you know this occupation and and it can be dangerous at times. And just keep your eyes open and and think about what you're doing and try to be as safe as you can. Our special thanks to Doug Beekler for sharing his story. As always, I'd like to remind you that help is available if you're dealing with a, a very stressful situation. There's the Minnesota Farm and Rural Helpline. It's free. It's confidential. It's available 24-7. All calls are answered by trained staff and volunteers. That number, 833-600-2670. You can also visit minnesotafarmstress.com. And links are available on the Red River Farm Network website, rrfn.com forward slash transformation. Transformation is a partnership between the Red River Farm Network in cooperation with the Minnesota Department of Agriculture. The project is funded by the National Institute of Health, the Great Plains Center for Agricultural Health, and numerous stakeholders, including the Minnesota Soybean Research and Promotion Council, the North Dakota Corn Council, Minnesota Corn Growers Association, the North Dakota Farmers Union, and others. Until next time, I'm Don Wick.